Hello ninjas and ninjets and welcome to another episode of the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales from your website. I'm the host, my name's Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm the UK's best-selling digital marketing author and I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a marketing agency based in sunny Nottingham. It's not so sunny. In this episode, I'm pumped to be joined by Luke Hughes. Luke runs Origin and has built it in a very, very short amount of time. They sell personal training courses and they also offer some personal training services as well. Now, the business has only been going, I think, a year and seven months at the point of recording this episode. But the numbers are incredible. And uh, we go through the numbers. We talk about revenue. We talk about the traffic and, and marketing strategies that Luke has used to build Origin. In particular, he's done some amazing stuff with Facebook and with Google Ads. So we go through his strategy there and uh, how they use content marketing. But for anybody who's into SEO, and I know we have a lot of SEO fans listening to the show, Luke's built the domain authority of Origin from zero to 44 in seven months, which is frankly ridiculous. Um, To make it even more incredible, he's done most of this. In fact, I think he's done all of it himself, and he's done it from knowing absolutely nothing about SEO. So some really, really incredible stuff going on here. We talk through his link acquisition strategies. He gives some awesome tips about how he's got some links in some great places and been featured on the BBC. He's going to talk to The Telegraph tomorrow, and he's been featured in all sorts of high authority publications. So we talk through some link stuff. He gives us a complete overview into the back end of his marketing really fascinating guy got a lot of stuff to share so if you want to hear some more from luke then uh, maybe drop origin a tweet and let him know how much you enjoyed this show and maybe we'll get him on for a follow-up episode anyway if you want some help from the ninjas with your digital marketing then head over to exposureninja.com forward slash review we have a free service that we run where we'll analyze your website we'll have a look at what your competitors are doing to drive traffic and we'll put together a digital marketing plan for you to follow to increase the leads and sales that you're generating. As I say, it's completely free of charge and it's uh, incredibly awesome. You can head over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to grab it now. But anyway, without further ado, let's enjoy the show with Luke. So welcome to the show, Luke. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. So perhaps we could start by uh, maybe you could give us a bit of an intro into what Origin is all about. Yeah, so uh, we're a two-fold business. We're a national training provider for fitness qualifications that go uh, that are fully accredited. And equally, we also own personal training studios, which we also hold our courses out of. So that's what we do. And you haven't been going very long, have you? When did you start and what made you choose this as a business to jump into? Yeah, so we founded in May 2015. So we are over the two-year threshold in terms of age on company's house. Um, But we didn't actually start trading for seven months after founding, just purely on the basis that there's so much work that needs to be done to getting your courses in the right structure against the right governing body guidelines and things like that. There's a lot of work that needs to be done prior to actually selling to the general public and making sure that you've got a decent product and service to sell. The kind of inspiration behind it was prior, I was working for another training provider. It's a little bit we felt and still feel right now, actually, that there's a gap in the market for providing quality at a more affordable price. There's a lot of good quality course providers out there, but they all charge ridiculous fees. And even for myself, when I pay for my qualifications, I was paying three and a half thousand for the same structure of course that for the same awarding body that we're doing for less than half that amount. So 
that's where the kind of innovation came from to see how we could influence the market, reduce the cost that people are having to pay out. And also there are a few, what I call the difference between value for money and cheap, um, cheaper course providers out there that don't have the quality that goes with it, that we feel that we're trying to fulfill that void. So how are you able to deliver the sort of quality that others are charging three and a half thousand for, but at half the price and still make money? Yeah, so one of the key areas is venue costs. Venue costs for any type of training, whether or not it's in this sector or other sectors, is a massive, massive issue. We don't have that issue. We own our own venues. I'm sitting in one right now. So the overheads are getting covered through our other business, which is the personal training side of things. And we do make profit on each one of those venues in their own right as well. With that in mind, we don't have to worry about um, third parties. We can dictate when the course dates run. We and also provide a better service because they're our own staff as well. So we're not going into a third party where they say, oh, sorry, we didn't know you were booked in today, which I've definitely encountered that before several times, or that somebody's not aware of what process is going to be occurring there. So from a service perspective, it adds that value. And second of all, some of those companies are forking out several hundred thousand a year on venue hire alone. So you have a true cost advantage, which is such a powerful position to be in from a marketing perspective. Perhaps you could give us some numbers. Are you happy to share revenue about the scale of the business at the moment, even though you're only, what, a year and a half into trading? Yeah, sure. So in our first year, well, first uh, several months, we turned over just shy of 300,000 with a a fairly decent net profit, obviously. VAT doesn't kick in for our first few months as well, which uh, we would have to change our pricing structure around for. Well, I don't think we get a business naivety there, uh, but there we go. But this year, we've turned over just shy, 10,000 shy of a million. So uh, roughly a million in turnover in our first full year of trade, which we're more than happy with. And that's equaled roughly a net profit of just over 200,000. So not too bad so far. Not too bad so far, indeed. So obviously, you have a very scalable marketing process, and you have a a sales funnel for for generating sales of the training courses, which is comprehensive, we should say, if if you're able to get to just under a million in your first full training year. Trading year. So um, maybe you could take us through what the sales funnel looks like. Let's say I'm looking to get trained up as a personal trainer. What happens? How do you? How do I come across you guys? And then what happens to get me through to a place where I'm taking a course in one of your venues? Yeah, great question. So first of all, we, in terms of where we advertise, we advertise predominantly through two sources, which is Facebook advertisements and also Google ads. Now we integrated Google ads after Facebook ads. I remember doing my very first official campaign, if you like, and that was on Facebook because there was only one other company that I was aware of that was advertising, utilizing Facebook uh, properly anyway. So we pretty much, I remember getting our first good month behind us was exclusively almost from Facebook advertisement. It is a little bit more saturated now. We don't get the results we used to be just on there's probably 12, 13 companies now advertising through Facebook. But, but then we went down the Google Ads route. Because a lot of our courses are distance learning as well, because we wanted to make sure that we could advertise nationally as quick as possible. So we put a lot of time and effort and resource into our e-learning, uh, which we think is one of the best out there. Um, because it's all And it's all customized on our website. We're not using any third parties again for that. So we do have a little bit more control and we can get things updated a little bit quicker than other places potentially. So you know, with that in mind, we decided to start doing Google Ads, where in terms of how we advertise using Google Ads, 
we drag in locations. So if someone's searching from Barnsley, it'll say number one course provider in Barnsley. And same for Glasgow, number one course provider in Glasgow. So we're getting really good click-through rates and things like that as well. We mainly use those two, but we did have a couple of other streams as well. So read.co.uk, which is a place for courses to advertise. Because again, it allows you to, with read, to pay per lead as opposed to paying for a set fig that's going to potentially work or potentially not work and you're stuck in a 12-month contract, we decide to go with Read and we get a lot of inquiries through there. And there's a lot of industry-specific sites as well that we use that we know work. So one of the benefits of us having reps-accredited courses is that we get a lot of reps uh, leads as well, which are direct people go to the uh, awarding accreditation. And then because we're listed on there, we get a lot of leads through there. So there are main sources that Facebook and Google would be stuck without them. In terms of the marketing approach with Facebook, we go very much on content marketing more than anything else. But we do always also run two offers simultaneously, one that's a little bit more selly uh, and one that's very content orientated. We get a lot of bulk leads through there and then they funnel into coming through our website. And then from our website, then we're, we're converting roughly one in five uh, is our conversions. Awesome. So we'll, we'll dig into your Facebook and Google ad strategies in, in just a minute. But so I've, I've seen some content or I've, I've seen an ad on Facebook and I'm onto your website and there's a lead capture box. What are you using to attract me in? And then what's happening on the back end? Is there a sales team? Is it automated? Yeah. So my background is predominantly sales. So I'm quite good at that part when I've got the lead in front of me. That part, I think I like to think that we're pretty strong on. Uh, even when we've mystery shopped our competitors, we know some real basic, you know, not asking for a phone number, not asking for an email. So we're pretty good on that. In terms of what's going to attract you, first of all, we, we have an open one where people can contact us. That's on every single page, whether that's a blog post or a sales related page, because it should do. We want to capture as many people that land on that specific keyword search that they've landed on. We tend to use ones that focus around the reason why somebody's doing the course. As much as I love our own courses, people don't really want to know that much about the course until it gets down later on. They want to know what it's going to give them. So an income from following their passion into fitness. So we really focus on the what it's going to give them. So we've got the 60K a year report, how you can earn this amount of money from your passion for fitness. You need to be personal training qualified to give you that. So we focus on that quite a lot. Um, all our data capture at the top of pages and above the fold is always content related, but it's going to give somebody what they want, whether or not it is find out how you can be qualified in four weeks because that's what people want. They want speed. How quickly can they get from A to B? That's how it works from that way. And then we have email automation set up to get them to book in a career consultation. Normally one email that's uh, content-driven, how they, they can earn that, how the industry works, then followed up with another email saying, please book your consultation, get this early bird offer. And again, we're pushing them to, actively book the consultation with our team and it hooks straight into our Google calendar. Fab. So you've said a whole bunch of things there, which I think is so important. And having worked in this space before, I've kind of got some uh, got some experience in this area. So the, the first thing, your call to action on your site, you're offering this free guide on how to make more money in personal training. And the headline is earn 60k a year as a personal trainer. And you said, because that's what people are interested in, or that's what people want. And that's so important, isn't it? So many other providers are focusing on our course is the best because X or we provide this particular qualification. And actually, you're saying, 
well, the thing that they really want is the money or they want to know how long, how quickly they can get qualified. So that's what you're talking about. And and that sounds like a simple thing, but actually so few in this market are doing a really good job of that. Would you say that's fair? I, I would say there's a lot of errors in our market uh, in terms of how marketing's done. It's very sales focused, very, very sales focused, which is quite nice as well. Sometimes we get just in response to the email uh, automation, how personalized we are, because kind of like you find with big digital marketing companies, they sometimes are emailing you despite being a billion dollar company from the CEO. We're trying to create that same impression with ourselves as well. And we get loads of people that email us on the personalization, the fact that we're providing a little bit more of a clearer insight into the industry, as opposed to just churning people into a course and then churning them out again, which is the impression a lot of people are left with. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Really good point. So, okay, I filled in the thing. I've got the 60K a year as a personal trainer guide. And then your email marketing is funneling me into a career consultation, which is where you do the sales process. Is that right? Yeah, because we're selling, obviously, an expensive product, ultimately. And there's a lot to discuss. You know, people are uh, trying to change career as opposed to just us selling something through an e-commerce where you could just rely on automation. We want to have that human interaction where we can also showcase not just how a course should be run and answer all the loads of questions that students have, but also show off our personalization as well. Because every employee here is is a qualified trainer. It's one of our USPs. We We practice what we preach. And we really want to get that message over to them. So it needs that human interaction. We want to get them on the phone. People sign up when they're on the phone. They don't sign up through email ultimately for us. That's awesome. Such a simple and such an effective funnel. Absolutely love it. So let's go back to the the traffic, if if we may. And you're doing some really awesome stuff with Facebook, Google Ads and, and SEO as well. You've got, we haven't even cracked out the most impressive stat of all yet, but we'll, we'll come to that stuff later. Facebook, you mentioned that you're doing, you've got a content marketing approach. So how do you approach Facebook? What sort of audiences are you identifying and how are you getting them onto the site in the first place? Yeah, so we do a lot of pixel tracking anyway, using our Facebook advertisements. So the one that you've probably seen, which is pinned to the top of our page, we don't have much money in it. It's just cycling all, all month round, if you like. It's not really where we're trying to get the conversions from. The ones that we get the actual leads from is from targeting from people who have already bought our product. We search do a lot of ones on lookalikes, so people who have already bought our service and then trying to target them uh, using Facebook's uh, Power Editor. So that's how we normally actually would target, decide on who our audience is going to be because we've got enough data now to be able to work with it. We sometimes do a little bit broader ones and target competitors. But generally speaking, they don't have massive following. There's only one company I can think of that has a following that's over 100,000. Um, and we've targeted them a lot. So apologies to them. But um, <laughs> also, uh, we do we do try and target uh, fitness forums and places like that that do have huge amounts of following. And then, again, it's because it's a cold audience and we don't know them that well, we do go, always go down the content route. But the one that works really, really well, which was actually quite salesy when I thought about it, but it's a really good incentive, was we've got two markets. We've got people who are already qualified and we've got people who want to be qualified. Just to clarify, the people who are already qualified qualified we can sell continuous professional development courses to there's an everlasting stream with this market so if we do the service part right we could actually get a client that could buy 15 courses off us 
what we decided to do was do a promotion where they can upgrade their uh, course and get an extra course for free. But it was a, a limited time only voucher, download your voucher to get this with a code, etc. And that absolutely killed it for us in January, like doubled the amount of leads we were getting from our previous ad for the same spend. So that's how we have been using Facebook. And we rotate offers, come up with new ideas, different courses that we can leverage and different ways to promote it. So it always looks a bit different. So are you driving your Facebook traffic to your blog where you're writing posts like where to find a personal trainer job or the rise of the online personal trainer, or are you sending them somewhere else? We do send them to a landing page that we customize through. We use lead pages quite a bit for customizing a landing page that's really proven optimization that against the pages statistics i might add so i'm hoping they're accurate but <laughs> we all are mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I, I i just do it on a bit of logic for myself really I, I i click on landing pages for all sorts of tools and mechanisms and when they're a bit complicated we like to keep them simple for the actual landing page because uh, i'm more likely to put my details in when i know where it is clearly to my details in so we tend to use quite simple, nothing too fancy. Let's get the data, the details, and then let's provide them with the more thorough information once we've got them. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and going back to Google AdWords, then obviously this is quite a competitive market. There are a lot of companies out there. Do you know NPE? Is that one of your? Is that one of your net profits explosion? They're a personal trainer course thing, aren't they? Not really for our market, no. You've got you've got you've got a whole range with this industry from competing against colleges to competing against fifty million pound companies like Lifetime or Training Room, for example. So, how do you stand out on Google and on Google AdWords? Sorry, when you're competing against potentially massive companies that have been around for years and years, and they can afford to spend a whole shed load of cash on this. Yeah, I mean, I do everything on personally on first of all testing. Testing is really, really important with Google AdWords. You shouldn't just go in with a, a 10 grand budget or 20 grand budget and then expect to win. You need the data first. So always, I always test before we put anything in. Is that amount of money going to work for that particular keyword? Where are we going to be positioned? Some of those companies, because they do have wider profit lines just because of their, even though they're paying for venue costs uh, that I've touched upon earlier, they are also charging more money. So they're, not make, there's not that much difference, but they're still making more money ultimately. On most of our AdWords, we tend to rank in position three or four. So we're getting the best value, in my opinion, as opposed to being number one for personal trainer courses, London, for example, which would be extremely expensive and massively cut into our profit lines. So we always test first before we scale. And then I always do everything on how much uh, how if it's profitable, simple as that. If it's profitable, you put more money into it. I don't think it's that much thought process needs to go into it as opposed to is the juice worth the squeeze? If it is, you put more money into it, you'll get more out of it. And that's that's the kind of strategy we've applied. Other reasons that's probably quite key to, to mention is that we've got a lot of long tail words that we keep, uh, do really, really well on because they're not advertising in those areas. Because they for them, for example, we've got a center in Cornwall. Nobody else is in Cornwall, so we can bid about 30p a click and get loads of ridiculously cheap click-throughs from that particular one because they don't have a center there. So we've got that structure in play, which helps us a little bit more target the more remote areas of the UK. 
I love it. And then you're using the dynamic keyword insertion, are you, to do the to do location targeting for any town in the UK for the online courses? Is that right? Yeah. So even uh, I mean, there's a limit. We haven't got like too overboard just because of the management uh, for time to to do it. But yeah, pretty much most towns, uh, the top hundred towns and cities are 100 percent in there. So if someone's in Barnsley, it's going to come up saying number one provider in Barnsley. One thing we're adding as well to try and improve our click-through rates as well is a bit of schema uh, to show off our reviews as well. So obviously increase that a little bit further. Something I'm doing, well, today actually. So, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I love that you're doing so much of this yourself. You're getting properly stuck in. It's very impressive. I want to ask you about SEO because you've taken your site to a DA of what, 44? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. In how long? Just over seven months now. So seven months in there. That is nuts. What in the world have you done to do that? Well, I'll be honest. Uh, seven months and two weeks ago, I didn't even know what SEO was. So um, <laughs> it, it, basically, I was. I remember having a conversation with my brother who owns another company, and uh, he was saying this is what you need to start doing some research into. And kind of like a lot of people, I, I get addicted by things that I just want to know the answers to. I wanted to know how to get my website onto the first page of Google for particular keywords. And, you know, I, I could see looking at traffic flow and sources like that. And that, that's what I wanted. So I decided to just do a bit of research and that, you know, how these things go. Yeah. You realize yeah. It, it, it's, it's a massive, massive thing. There's so many, so much to it. And the main thing for us that I think that we're good at is getting the links and getting good quality links. And there's several techniques that we've we've done and different strategies that we've implemented to get it so fast so the first one that springs to mind is one i'd tell any single business to get onto straight away which would be journal requests it's free ultimately in terms of the free application obviously it comes with a paid one as well if you want to be a little bit more pedantic with it and there's response source as well uh we also subscribe to harrow i've got a few from there but obviously they're predominantly uh us uh based uh, links that are available there, uh, which is quite good for some of the major players. Like uh, for us, we, I got one from Women's Health Magazine. That's a good one for us. To, that was from Harrow. Uh, but I've managed to get us onto the Guardian, the Telegraph. I'm actually since then been invited to, which is tomorrow for me. He, um, one of the panelists uh, on the Telegraph head office, I think on technology within businesses. So I've managed to get that from there. I've had a call from the BBC yesterday as well. So loads of cool things that I definitely would say to anybody to get onto there. But in terms of a few of the more bulk strategies, my personal favorite is our uh, our partners board that, um, that we've done. So our partners page is adding value to our students because we basically partner with companies from gym clothing through to fitness insurance, gym equipment, all the things that they might want either during their course or in the long run or just to have as a benefit, really. And we email the companies uh, respectively to say, oh, would you like to partner with us? We're not asking for any money. We don't want your money. We just want you to offer an exclusive discount to our students on your service. This is our database of, uh, of quite bluntly honest, tell them what our gym member base is like and tell them what our student base is like and, and then ask them for a link as part, basically in exchange for payments. So a lot of companies got on board. Um, I mean, I've been hammering it over the last couple of weeks again. It comes down in cycles depending on my schedule and most companies will not say no because I'm offering something tangible of value to free. We're getting the benefit of getting the link and the students getting the benefit as well. So that's been a really, really good one. We're getting two or three links a day from that, from some uh, 
really reputable companies. Um, the Red Cross is one that rang me yesterday, for example. Dude. I haven't checked their domain authority, but uh, I can imagine it's really, really good. going to be high. That's, that's uh, one of the other strategies. The other one, again, it's on the same principle, is our jobs board. One of our commitments almost to our students is that we want to help our students into employment. It's not just about getting people qualified. A lot of companies do offer a support plan, but it, it can be a little bit flawed. What we've decided to do, uh, there is one other company, to be fair, that have done this, um, not in terms of the link strategies I'm fairly confident on because I've checked, but... Uh, they do have a jobs board. We also have a, a jobs board, which is launched, and that's on the back end of our website where the major companies like Virgin, David Lloyd's, you know, £100 million companies are advertising to our fitness professionals for jobs. They get an employee out of it. They don't have to pay a recruitment fee. We do ask them to link. So that gets us some really good ones. And it, and it gets us some small ones as well. So, you know, the odd personal training studio, Dave, who owns his little gym down there, needs somebody else to help him out. It gets those guys on board too. And one of the other things that, again, has worked really, really well, which in terms of not really getting strong links, this one, but for getting really, really specific links. Obviously, our site is all about personal training. And that's what Google sees, what search engine sees. And one of the things that we do as well is when a student signs up with us, some of them are physios, some of them have blogs, some of them have, trying to think of other backgrounds that they do, fitness coaching or sport-related courses. And we say to them, if you've got a blog or a link and you want to put, sorry, want to put our link on your site, we'll give you a free CPD course. It costs me nothing and it's worth about £130 if they bought it. So that works well. And we do that once when someone comes on board and then once when someone qualifies too. So as soon as someone's qualified is 51% of personal trainers are freelance within the sector. Around 20% of people have a website. So we say to them, although some of them are literally have a domain authority of like two. Um, it's very <laughs> tailored traffic and it's very specific traffic as well. So we do that one as well. That's fantastic, dude. That's awesome. So a few different things that you mentioned there, I think worth just discussing the journal request. So using the hashtag journal request and hashtag PR request on Twitter. And you also mentioned Harrow, which is helpareporterout.com, isn't it? That's mostly US-based, but like a US version of response source, which is the kind of UK equivalent, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. That's incredible. And and it's extraordinary to build a, a DA so quickly. I think one of the great things you're doing there is you're kind of, you're building links, not in a not in a manual way, but more in a strategic way. And you're looking at ways that you can get multiple links without having to go out and individually chase like lots of lots of little sites. So massive respect. That's a, it's a phenomenal achievement. What about the future of Origin? Like, where are you taking this? When When is big enough for you? Oh, that's an interesting one. I don't know. Uh, this is the answer in terms of what is big enough. For me, it's always been my dream to run my own business. It's, it's, it's more that you know, I, I see it as uh, something to belong to. I've never really had that in terms of uh, other things that I've done before, whereas, you know, I live and breathe them in. I work seven days a week and it's not because I work seven days a week because it's because I want to work seven days a week. I, I love coming to work. So that's uh, a commodity that's going to be whether or not, you know, when we first started or hopefully in five years when 
I think realistically um, from the UK alone, we could be a, a £5 million company, but there's no reason why that we couldn't expand into other sectors. So say other sectors, sorry, other countries. So we are looking at some gaps in the market that are abroad at the moment. And there's a couple of countries in particular that I know that we could thrive in. In terms of how we're going to get there, there's a couple of government funding schemes that are out at the moment. One of the problems we're finding is that there's even small companies have funding backed through the SFA, which is basically government uh, funding for students. So we're desperately trying to, I've got to get onto that SFA list. Once we get that, I could double our business within a year if we can get onto that list. Uh, so that that's our major next stepping stone. From a marketing perspective, I think there's still room within Google Ads to optimize those a little bit more to get more revenue out. There's more revenue that could be put in. And also from an organic traffic perspective as well, we haven't even scraped the surface. We've got a new £30,000 website launching in the next couple of months, which I'm really, really excited about because although we have a strong domain authority, there's definitely some flaws within our click-through rates, uh, dwell times and things like that, which I've gone to a proper company now. I've outsourced it uh, that I'm really comfortable with and won numerous accolades within doing this. So I'm hoping that we can uh, just drive a lot more traffic to the site um, and also explore some of the more personal routes. So we've just partnered with QMU University uh, for the next five years, which I'm really, really happy about. And there's more universities out there, there's more colleges out there uh, that we haven't because we don't want to approach them without having a complete defined infrastructure behind, I don't want to go in there and then realize, actually, I can't do this. and I've wasted a contact, if that makes sense. So whereas now we feel ready that we could tackle that. It's really interesting you mentioned going for the new website. So what were the, the there must have been a tipping point where you said, right, we need to we need to do this new website. What was it? And aside from improving things like dwell time and click through rates, what are the main improvements that you're looking for on the new site? Yeah, it's well, to do with ranking on certain keywords. I think that I, I took when I first started finding out more about SEO, I jumped in a little bit head first and it's consequently caused a few problems moving forward. Even with some of the local citation stuff as well, there's a few errors there that needs need sorting out. But I've decided to go down this route because I want to improve user experience when someone's actually engaging with our content. I, I think the content quality could be a lot, lot higher. And I don't think that I'm the person now have the time to do that. And using another company is going to be the best route forward. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned in the pre-chat that you sold house and car for this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've obviously taken a, a gamble. Like looking back, is there what what are the moments where you've said, okay, that that's been a game changer for us? If we're talking specifically about marketing, so are there any, you know, was it the Facebook ads? Was it getting started with Google ads? Was it getting some ranking? Like, what have been the moments that have said, okay, I've made the right decision selling my ship for this company, and I know that this is going to be sufficient and it's going to grow for me in future. Yeah, so definitely the Facebook ads like that got us that got us traction instantly. That that's definitely I, that's quite an easy one for me. I remember the you know we were at one point at the start just advertising with Facebook ads and um, we were doing forty sales a month, which although it doesn't sound like a huge amount of sales, our average course price is fifteen hundred. So it, it, and the, take my word on it, the margins aren't bad. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say the Facebook ads getting on there and then optimizing those and those correctly. And then uh, again, I would say the Google ads after that, because 
although SEO is definitely, you know, long term is where I want to put my reason why we've got those link strategies in place is because that's where I see the long term longevity of where we want to be in the market on every keyword, on every uh, top on all our blog posts, etc. But it is a, a long drawn out affair. You know, you're not going to overtake companies with established reputations and established brands. In, in a, even in a year, it's just not going to happen. So you need to have those paid advertisements and routes uh, in place correctly. They need to be highly optimized. And that's what we've spent a lot of time on. And we've been working on the, the organic side to make us a little bit more visible online on, on the side, if you like. Luke, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes and giving us such a transparent look at, at how you've grown something, which is, is very impressive. The the scale and the speed with which you've grown is um, quite unusual with the uh, yeah, with businesses like this online or virtual or in person or, you know, physical locations or whatever. It's 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 great to see. Um, where can people find out more about Origin and also follow you personally? I wouldn't follow me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally on our own uh, Origin account, so I'll give you those. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, our website is uh, originpersonaltrainercourses.co.uk and you can follow us at our at origin underscore coe that's capital letters for coe and that's the same for our instagram handle as well but yeah i'm always on there you'll notice that i'm very i'm a social media person i'll be on one of those so yeah if you message that it's 99 chance going to be more no replying awesome dude thank you so much for joining us and thank you everybody for tuning in Justin, thank you very much